Welcome, sports fans, to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank, with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Coriel Health, Element Waco Hotel, Hellberg Barbecue, Jim Turner Chevrolet, Schmalch's Sandwich Shop, Witt Building Supplies, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. Oh, it is the Matt Mosley Show. Just chock full of goodness today. Boy, great participation. Boy, you you guys were awesome yesterday. Just texting, calling, everything. I mean, we couldn't even get to all the text messages. That is nice to know. Okay, I knew. I mean, I know we've got our ratings show that we have a tremendous audience, but it's just kind of fun sometimes to hear from you guys and uh, check in. So, I mean, even if you're mad at me or something, just text us. 254-662-1660. Aaron Sexton alongside, as always, we follow the John Morris show. <laughs> J-Mo takes you two to three. Then the Mosley show takes over. And uh, today we will feature Nikki Collin. In fact, um, we'll let you hear from Nikki, uh, some of Nikki's, uh, our interview with Nikki, Right here in the 3 o'clock hour. We'll just get right to it. I mean, I'm thinking, why put it off? Why put it off when you got some pretty good stuff? And, uh, Aaron, I I think, um, I don't think, I think some of the officiating that I noticed, and you probably noticed Saturday, was also noticed by the Baylor coaching staff. We'll talk about that a little bit. Aaron, the worst one was, and I, I think you know what I'm talking about, like, on Saturday, like late, about 4.16, or about four four minutes and, I don't know, four minutes, 20 seconds left, something like that, 4.16 left. They're, they're trying to block out. All they're trying to do is just get a rebound, and they they call a foul on Asia Blackwell. She was doing nothing. She literally was just trying to block out. And it was just like, I, I, I don't know if she was under the ref's skin she a couple times had some major reactions to fouls, and they I saw them watching her. They didn't do anything. They didn't call a technical, but uh, that was that was kind of tough. Last night was Aaron. It's like if if you woke up and didn't watch the game, and you're a Baylor fan, you're kind of like, well, you know, close game, overtime. That's a bummer, but hey, it's Bramlage. You know, it's it's the octagon of doom. Tough place. Tough place to win. Good job, Bears. Good, good, uh, good contest. But if you watch the game like we do, and you heard it, of course, here on ESPN Central Texas, you know they left one on the table. Aaron, if they lose, if they don't win the conference, and they say they're close, this one is going to leave a mark. This one is going to come back because it again, you don't go into that game thinking, well, we're for sure going to win. You don't. But the way it played out, they should have won. Up 52-46, late in regulation, last minute, 46 seconds, last two minutes. I mean, it really came down to Kansas State had to have a bucket. They got it. They got it. And 
And then the end of it regulation was weird because our man, Jaden Nunn, makes a, makes a big shot to put the Bears up by one. But then, again, the, the thing you can't do, and I know what he was trying to do, they got the ball into Tyler Perry, and Perry had a moment of kind of like, there was, just, there was just some weirdness that happened. It, he didn't have the ball cleanly, and Nunn's trying to end the ball game right there. Well, again, you're 80 feet from the bucket, and wh- whether or not it was a foul, you're, not, you're probably not going to get that call on the road. I mean, it looked like Perry was the one who kind of was the offender there, but none. Again, they're not really giving you charges and anything like they used to. So he gets whistled. Thank goodness the guy misses one of the free throws. Then the Bears have a look at it from the corner, and Jay uh, None has a clear bucket. I mean, he just beautiful pass cross court. Now, now, I'm thinking about another pass, but this one worked out, too. Nunn gets the ball and does a nice job of getting free, but instead of taking what appeared to be a clear path to the bucket for either a pull-up 10-footer to win the game or all, try to get all the way in, either get fouled, make the layup. Uh, looked like Josh had his man sealed down low. And he he did, Aaron, I was trying to explain this to somebody today. They they do, oh, I was talking to Barfield, called me earlier. We were visiting about some different things, and, and he had watched the game, and so we were comparing notes. And, Aaron, they're so trained not to take bad threes, right, that even in a tie game, they instead of, like, just either driving or pulling up for a, uh, a closer shot, he steps back or steps to the side to get the three. Well, he certainly didn't need the three, and it didn't get close. It wasn't really that close of a shot. Now, again, he hit the big bucket to put the Bears up. So I got people texting me today and tweeting at me, none lost the game. Ah, come on, be careful there. Played good D, missed a couple of huge free throws in the OT. I get it, but he was not alone. Free throw shooting was atrocious. Three-point shooting was atrocious. Aaron, I'm kind of – I kind of the next time during one of these these conference games, I get one of these graphics like, oh, the great three-point shooting team of the Bears. That's kind of fool's gold, gold right now because they've had a couple of games now in conference where they haven't hit anything. And so I guess maybe their non-conference was really good three-point shooting. I would say in conference – they're probably somewhere around like 30% if that. Maybe up, maybe a little bit above that. I don't know. They were horrible last night, like 19 or 20%. Um, 5 of 28. They it Still, Aaron, at the end of the game, they got a great look from Langston, and he just missed it. He just missed it. It was a great look. I mean, I, I, Scott does not call timeouts at the end of games. I, mean, I see a lot of coaches that do. Scott likes to leave it in his players' hands. And quite honestly, every time he's done it lately, they end up with getting good shots. So I have a hard time doubting that too much. But uh, it it is funny, Aaron, to watch other coaches and see them like timeout, timeout, timeout. You know, like (laughs) really 
coach those end of games. And sometimes that's annoying, but Scott's the opposite. Scott's like, now part of it was he had had to use most of his timeouts, so I think he was maybe trying to save one. I don't know. Uh, but he does not. He likes to try to let his players take care of it and then not let the other team call timeout, set up their defense. I think it's – I do think it's defensible. It's just different. And I I feel like the Scott Drew, I kind of remember, would call those timeouts and would get his team a timeout, talk it over, all that kind of stuff. He's kind of letting his team roll with it. And I, for the most part, that's okay. Ray J just had a nightmare of a game. He was two for 15. Uh, the one thing I love about him, I mean, he, he's, he's got, he's got an inc- incredibly short memory. Got incredibly short memory, like a, like a good cornerback. And so he was ready to, you know, he was ready at the end of the game to take some big shots. Made a big three in OT, made another shot, had five points. So he made he made his two buckets. I think he hit a couple of free throws, um, and in in OT, Aaron, you know that kid they put in number eight for K State. I think his last name might be Evans. I mean, it's fifty four forty nine. Things are not looking good for the Wildcats. I think there's like a minute left, and that dude makes a corner three. Aaron, I think they said his last points on the season had come December fifth. Doesn't even just barely gets to play, and Jerome puts him in there. And of course, at the end of the game, what did they say? Jerome now three and zero against Scott. Now that, they that, they that, should play. Oh, go ahead. They they should he was a play. Twenty six percent three point shooter too. That guy Evans, yeah, something like that. Twenty eight, wow. twenty six. It was below thirty percent. Wow, just I mean, just just amazing. And he nails it, and they get to they get to where they need to be, and they end up winning that game. So, uh, I mean, there's a lot of things now. The, the positive, I mean, Aaron, think about that. Think about the different things that happened in that game. You get 22 more shots than K State. You're at their place, right? You get 22 more shots, and you out offensive rebound them 23 to nine. You got 23 offensive rebounds. Thank you, big man. Thank you, big men. They had 11 of those. Walter got in there, I think, got three or four of those himself. Um, Ray J's a big-time defensive rebounder, honestly. He grabs those things and goes. They'll, they'll be okay. They'll be okay. This is not anything. It's not the end of this. You know, it's not. It's not. shouldn't be crazy upsetting. It's just they outplayed them and led the game for 36 or 37 minutes. And K-State led it just briefly, you know, it's kind of like Baylor and Iowa State. Iowa State had a 10-5 lead in that game the other day, and then the Bears put the locks on them, the the women. And they put them in a 23-10 headlock or whatever, and uh, 23-11, I think it was, at the end of the first quarter, make that unbelievable shot, um, and then uh, and then controlled the whole game. Baylor controlled that game, a lot of it. But but then really kind of squandered a great halftime lead, just squandered it immediately with just poor play for about the first seven minutes of the second half. I mean, what's going on? We've got to – there's too good a team, too good of players, too great a staff to go that long. 
But they got mired down. They came fighting back. All right, it is the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas, alongside Aaron Sexton. And um, it's time to hear from Coach Nikki Collin. Baylor women's coach joins us next. The Baylor Coaches Show returns January 18th, live from Rudy's on the Circle in Waco. And here on ESPN Central Texas, it all begins this Thursday at 6 p.m. for the Baylor Coaches Show, live from Rudy's, streaming on the Baylor Athletics Facebook and YouTube pages. And right here on the flagship station for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas. An exceptional experience and extraordinary results. That's what you receive when you hire the attorneys at Cherry Johnson Sigmund James Law Firm. Craig Cherry, Ryan Johnson, Mark Sigmund, and Scott James are trial lawyers with 100 plus years of combined experience specializing in catastrophic personal injury and product defect cases, as well as business disputes. They have unmatched credentials, real-world experiences, and a passion to serve your legal needs. The lawyers at Cherry Johnson Sigmund James have obtained substantial settlements and over $2 billion in verdicts for their clients, due in no small part to their ingenuity and relentless tenacity. They also have knowledge in business, finance, and engineering. Learn more about Cherry Johnson Sigmund James at cjsjlaw.com. Their Waco office is on the ninth floor in Roosevelt Tower, 400 Austin Avenue. Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz. A combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixins. They welcome phone-in orders at their town west or downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. Don't miss the premier gun show in Waco at the base at Extraco Event Center this weekend only. Over 600 tables of guns, knives, ammo, and accessories. Everything you can imagine, whether a first-time buyer or looking for that special piece to add to your gun, knife, or military collection. They have what you're looking for. Visit their website, wacogunshow.com, or call 817-732-1194. The premier gun show in Waco at the base at Extraco Event Center this weekend only. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntechSportsFan.com. When we say at UBO Business Services that we are the premier service provider for Ricoh, Xerox, Conic Minolta, Canon, Kisser, and Lexmark copiers and printers, we are not blowing hot air. One way we quantify our status as the best is an independent company used by millions of organizations called Net Promoter Score. It is the most consistent way to rank brand loyalty and customer service. A score of 70% or better is considered world-class. UBO score is an 86. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com. Steve Maya, a Stiefel Financial Advisor, is a proud supporter of the Baylor Bears. Since 1890, Stiefel Financial Advisors like Steve Myatt have guided investors seeking to build wealth for future generations. Call Steve Myatt at 254-399-7450 to schedule an appointment or stop by Stiefel Waco office located at 1200 West Highway 6, Stiefel, Nicholas & Company, Incorporated. Member SIPC and NYSC.
Okay, everyone, check this out from D'Amori Fine Jewelers in Waco. D'Amori Fine Jewelers now has their own diamond growing machine right here in their own super lab. Yes, you've always been able to get a better premier diamond for the best price at D'Amori Fine Jewelers, but now they have their own growing chamber. Yes, they still have Earthmine diamonds and a great selection of those too, but now if you're in the market for a lab-grown diamond, this is a game changer because you can now get them directly from the source. No middleman markup and only the very best high color, high clarity, and high transparency material. So you can get an incredibly beautiful diamond at an amazingly low price. Come by D'Amori Fine Jewelers on Waco Drive just past New Road and talk about your dream diamond that will become a reality. D'Amori Fine Jewelers at D'AmoriFineJewelers.com. It is the Matt Mosley Show. Nikki Collin with her appearance on the program. And uh, Nikki, I it's, um, I mean, the, obviously, I'm not even going to really spend much time cause since we've last talked. Obviously, the uh, the Kansas game kind of ran into a buzzsaw there. I, I think there was something that happened at the, in, you know, into the first half that seemed to carry over to the third quarter, whatever. I mean, I thought y'all came out. And and really in a blizzard, weird deal where you had to be there for a long time, all that, you know, played honestly at times really, really well against Iowa State. I I got to start here, though, that I because I, I just went back and watched it again because I'm like, I just have to see this again. First of all, and I don't want to, you know, get anybody in trouble, but like 412 left in that game. Like, have you looked at that thing several times? Like, the the one they fouled Asia Blackwell out was just like the biggest head scratcher to me. What what am I missing? Did they were they trying to say? I mean, like to me, that was just like either they got the wrong player, or the wrong. It was like a simple block out, like a nothing. There was like nothing going on, and they made a call. So, am, am I am I right yeah, to? So I guess, yeah, I guess being my most politically correct. Um, okay. I think everybody has off nights, and <laughs> I, I, I think it was a really awesome crew. I mean, I, I really, Roy yeah. and Gina and Mai um, are three of our better officials nationwide. Um, I can tell you, we sent in the maximum number of calls. Um, you know, we're allowed to send video into the league office, um, and they'll evaluate them, and if they agree with us it with the officials and and i can tell you we sent the max number in um because i think you have to have the ability um to guard someone that's bigger than you and i think um how the game was called did not allow us um a real opportunity um to guard um in the post and uh you know kind of the responses from those um uh, legitimize our concern so I will say that I, I do think they are really, really good officials. Um, I don't think um, that kid is an easy kid to officiate. I, I, yeah. I feel like probably some um, you can say the same about Ioka Lee and some of the, the Shaquille O'Neal's of, of our game over time in terms of what is allowed, what isn't. Do you lay on them? Do you drape on them? Do people let too much happen in the paint? All of that. Um, but ultimately, um, you know, I thought, as much as um, I'm not a big believer in, in blaming officials for wins and losses, I think we, we, uh, you know, we had leads and had bad turnovers. Um, we didn't move the ball. I mean, 
you know, I've, I've known, I've known Bill since I was 15 years old when he started recruiting me. And one thing about Bill is, is he's going to play the numbers and he's going to let people shoot um, that um, he thinks he should allow to shoot and he's going to take people away. And I think we, we uh, took shots too quickly, um, which is always going to come back to me, getting them to understand um, that sometimes there's a reason you're open and it doesn't mean that you're not a good player, but finding ways to turn a good shot to create a shot for a teammate. Um, you know, we did not attack Crooks well enough. I mean, we, we didn't we didn't attack her off the bounce. Um, we didn't do enough to make her um, play at the defensive end, um, to make her more ineffective either at the offensive end because she's in foul mm-hmm. trouble or because we're just making her work. And so... You know, it's, it's, it's one of those frustrating things, and I, and I can say this honestly, in the midst of, you know, our, our bigger conference and all the great things about having 16 teams in the future and 14 teams this year, not having a balanced schedule, you know, as a coach, when you get beat by someone and you want to make adjustments and you're like, I just want to see them again, like, that's just how I, I think, you know, I'm already mm. processing, I'm watching that film going, when we play them again, but then you have to say if we play them again. And that's like the frustrating part of it because I think we didn't attack them well enough. I thought we made some defensive mistakes, but we played good enough defense to win on the road in that environment considering, you know, kind of the egg we laid in the second half against Kansas. I thought our, our, our players really came back and competed mm-hmm. at a high level and didn't quit on one another. And, you know, we, we missed some open shots. Um you know, but but ultimately we have to do a better job of attacking. They played a zone, but they very much, you know, didn't guard Dre. They didn't guard Jada. They guarded Bella really hard. They guarded Sarah really hard. If you shoot yeah. over 40% from three, he was going to guard you really hard. If you shot under 40% from three, he was going to let you shoot. And every time we put them in two-on-one situations, I give his kids credit. They didn't make mistakes. You know, if we were trying to get a two-on-one split in the zone, um, they weren't going to leave Sarah. You know, and so, um, you know, they did a good job of sticking to their game plan, even when we had people making some shots that they were allowing to shoot. Well, in down the stretch, uh, Nikki, to your point, you know, I Dre, that was a tough game because she hit so many shots and did so many things well. But you're right; they were it, they were basically begging her to shoot out there, and so with 157. I mean, crucial, crucial possession. Um, you know, she she shoots a uh, you know three that, that it's not really close. And then um, I did think you know Jada, you're 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 looking, and I heard you after the game talking about poise and, and things like that. But I mean, Jada then sixty two fifty nine. You kind of feel like, oh my gosh, this is not these last two or three minutes have not gone well for us. She hits a, a unbelievable jumper in the lane. And then, and then the drive, they make a mistake and throw one away. And, and so, I mean, in a lot of ways, Jada, her driving, I would say even on the play that she found Yaya in the corner, I mean, she turned the corner. I, I, I would just say, like, it, it, there are a lot of things to be frustrated about. I get that. But I, I will say Jada, like in that final minute, made about three great plays for you. Yeah. And that, and that yeah. to me, that has to be encouraging. Yeah, I mean, I think, um, you know, if Jada if Jada makes a couple threes in that game, like wide open, because she was one of the players that they didn't guard um, on yeah. the perimeter. Um, and she took a couple really wide open threes. 
um, that that she's more than capable of making. You know, and over her career, her percentages say she's going to make about thirty four to thirty five percent of her threes. You know, and maybe the the three quarter court <laughs> three through threw off that because I really <laughs> thought one of those were going to go because I do think. Um, you know, for anyone that, that like the one thing that I will never question about Jada, that kid wants to win and she's very coachable and she competes at a high level and no one's practice. Her last two practices here, Monday and Tuesday have been her two best practices since she's been um, in a Baylor uniform. And quite frankly, two of the best practices that, that since I've been at Baylor, we've had any, any kid have, um, you know, she wants to win. She wants to get better. She's frustrated that we lost. She's frustrated that she missed shots. Um, she's a winner, and she's not perfect, and she's there are certain things she does better than others, um, but, you know, her poise and toughness, and, and really it's, it's, it's this fearlessness to take the big shot. Like, she was that, – that is special. Um, mm-hmm. Not every kid wanted that shot, you know, in that situation, and so for her – to take the pull-up, I thought it had a potential to be an and one, even looking at it on film, um, for her to, to drive it to her offhand and draw the foul and stick both free throws to put us up one. Um, says a lot about, like, just her fearlessness. She's not afraid to make a big play. She wasn't afraid to miss. Some kids are too afraid to miss to take those shots. And so um, I think she has a chance to really grow from those games because I see a different – a different energy in her um, because she wants to be better and she wants the team to win. And so I, I, you're right. Like, I think there was, there's, there's always takeaways and games um, mm-hmm. win and loss. It's just a matter of, do they, do they buy in, you know, do you get them to commit to like, Hey, we were, probably weren't going to go undefeated, but here's why we lost this one. Here's why we lost this one. You know, what are we going to do to get back? Like, you know, you get people's attention more, after a loss, then you do a win. It's very easy, no matter what you say as a coach, no matter how you make them compete, no matter how much you ask them to prepare and tell them the the, the importance of the preparation. And the preparation is why, you know, you you win basketball games. Um, sometimes it takes you know a little adversity for for people to really um, understand that. Like you don't just show up and win and you look at I don't care I know we talk about it on the men's side how good the men's big 12 is but the women's big 12 is pretty darn good Mm -hmm. and you see a lot of teams going and losing on the road and so you know our our win at Texas um, was a huge win you know and for a lot of reasons but it doesn't make us better than we are or worse than we are you know it just means that's a huge win to go on the road and win you know Texas Mm -hmm. went on the road and lost at Kansas State they're really really good um, so, you know, Kansas hadn't been Kansas up to the point that we played them. And I thought we allowed them to get comfortable. Um, and I think we allowed their physicality to bother us. And, you know, we didn't do a good enough job of attacking Jackson and, and putting her on the bench. You know, we've controlled her through four games since I've been here and we absolutely did not control her. But when the first play of the game, her first basket of the game, she catches the offensive rebounds out of bounds and then dribbles it in bounds and shoots a layup. Like that kind of was like, this is what, this is what we're doing today. Um, <laughs> sometimes, sometimes you need a little luck too, you know, like it's, it's, mm-hmm. um, you know, there were clamps in that game. Like Kansas was fighting for their life and, and we allowed them, you know, to out physical out tough, like, you know, in, in that game. So, you know, we, we've got a lot of growing to do. 
Um, mm. You know, and, and I think we have a chance to, to get better, you know, and that's, that's what we want to do. All right. Uh, Nikki Collin on the Matt Mosley show. Audie Crooks, I'm going to have nightmares. Uh, and I know you'd like another shot at him, like you said. I, It's just, I mean, to think she's a freshman and just a such a physical presence. And it was interesting because, you know, I would look out there, just watching this game, I'd look up and think, I mean, when she's off the court, they're a completely different team. You know, they just like, yeah. look, everything looks different. And then she's on there, and it's just like, okay, they've morphed into a different team. And, and you're right, Bill's kind of good at like getting her quick rest, right? Like a minute, minute and a half, yeah. whatever, trying to maybe get a timeout, get her some rest, get her back in there. And it was like, it's like you're going against some kind of, you know, you're in some kind of huge fight or something because, I mean, she is. So, first of all, did was she like some kind of big recruit or was she somebody from Iowa, that small town Iowa that just kind of like, I mean, I because, I mean, it's just interesting that there's somebody kind of like that. She's 6'3", she's a huge physical presence, and she's impossible to move. And I again, like you said, may, some of it was how the game was officiated. But I'm, I'm thinking, did did you think about like doubling her at some point, or would that have put you in too much trouble with like their shooters? I I just didn't know yeah, what you yeah, could do I, against I her. Think, uh, you know, we're always hindsight's always twenty twenty, right? Yeah, like, it, yeah. So I, I think you know um, Tony, I think made the decision, and, and I, I agreed with the decision that, in my opinion, her twenty three points wasn't what beat us. Because I think when, um, like, that that wasn't the difference. It was, to me, it was Bellinger's 15 points. You know, it was us allowing her to get threes off. Like, you know, it's, it's we had the ability to control whether she got threes. None of her threes came as a result of screens, right? It, was, it wasn't, they didn't screen Bellinger to threes. Um, she had a rise three when we just, we, we got the ball watching at the end of the third quarter. Mm. Um, you know, the Jones kid hit a skip three early in the third quarter. We just weren't on our P's and Q's. Like to me, there are things that we had the ability to take away and other things. Um, and what you don't want to do is show a consistent double. And now you're allowing kids to beat you with wide open threes. And that's kind of the only thing some of those kids can do, you know? And so you would rather make them play two by two by two. Um, you know, now our, to me, if, if there was a thing I was most disappointed in us defensively was not the fouls when she turned into us and they, they called a foul um, and we walled up and did good things. My frustration were, were the fouls that put them in the bonus. Um, mm. the, she grabs the defensive rebound and we like jump up and smack at it. And, you know, like we just undisciplined um fouls 94 feet from the basket as mm. opposed to like hey she got it just get back um and so yes we did and in hindsight you know you think like okay here's a kid that shot 70 percent on low post catches when it comes to the last possession of the game should at that point we have scrambled and made them play to a 35 percent three-point shooter who might make one out of three versus her making you know <laughs> three out of four type of yeah. you know you can you can play the analytics there, but I think over the course of the game, you don't want to spend a lot of time doubling her because then I think you allow other people to be effective. And and so, 
you know, I, I think I would say um, our our biggest failure was to not make her move more at the defensive end. Now they they stayed in zone the whole time. She didn't have she stayed on the charge arc and you know, but we did a really good job um, when we played TCU of moving and cutting in our zone and making Sedona uh, Prince a non-factor over. She still blocks some shots, but we we also put them in rotations where four people were consistently guarding five of us, you know, and I thought that's what we failed to do offensively. We got very stagnant. We didn't attack the paint. We didn't attack her. We didn't, you know, when someone isn't going to come out to guard you, you got to eat that space. Like LeBron James, the best probably ever in the game at like understanding people are going to play off him and he has to eat up the space between you know, where they're guarding him and where he catches the ball. And then once you get to them, now you can maneuver. You can you can open them up. You can spin off them. You can in and out by them. And I think we have more versatile players, and I thought we ran from her. Like, we ran from her size um, as opposed to attacking at her. Um, and so that's just – that that to me is when, you know, we had talked about it before the game. Um, we had talked about it in the practice before, but – you know, we, we weren't even allowed to get on Hilton between um, – we were there. We were in uh, Iowa. Uh, we were in Des Moines and then got to Ames, you know, 48 hours before we played, and we weren't able yeah. to get on the floor Thursday. We weren't able to get on the floor on Friday. And with an early game, I'm not taking a 6 a.m. shoot-around. You know, like it's just not – I'm not going to – I'm going to value the rest of our athletes over, you know, being in a shoot-around situation. So, you know, we did not get on – Hilton's floor and we were there um we arrived in Ames like Thursday morning and didn't play till Saturday so you know I I think we've got some scheduling issues in this league that we've got to sort through um in these situations yeah that's strange I don't know yeah that certainly you should oh it you keeps should... happening though it keeps happening yeah it's happening. but I mean you're you're, you're, matches, you're it's, it's all yeah. the things you know we're all you know, we, we've tried at Baylor to work really hard. You can't control a, a doubleheader type of situation, but yeah. you can control, you know, we can control our acro and, and when they compete, we can control. And I, I think, I think we'd have to do a better job of as a league. And I, I say that across the board, this is not a um, Iowa state thing. Cause the same things happen to us when we go to play at Oklahoma state, they're telling us they have a wrestling meet and we can't get on the floor. And once again, we have an early game um, but I think we need to do a better job of of, of creating separation between um, basketball and, and other events. Um, and so really just so that those teams can, I don't care if it's wrestling or acro or whatever, like they should be able to get on the floor as well um, the day before they play. So, you know, we, we've got to, we've got to talk about that to me in league meetings. Cause it's, we, we, Kansas is the only court. We didn't get on Texas's court. We didn't get on, um, Iowa State, and we won't get on Oklahoma State, so it's it's not it's not like it's a one school problem. Yeah, that is that is a strange deal that certainly needs to be addressed. Talking to Nikki Collin on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. So to your point, um, Yaya gets the ball out in the corner, and she's obviously a great driver, and it was a really nice drive. It, should she have? I mean, I know it's easy. Again, we're we're looking back at this thing, and it's easy to do. Do you do you try to get into the body of Audie, knowing she's not certainly not going to leave the ground, or was she right to kind of 
go around her. I mean, again, it, it was a beautiful drive. It just she was aware that there was an enormous presence there, right, and and decided to try to avoid any contact with her. What did what did when you kind of broke down that that particular play? What did you what did you think about it? I think she should have shot the wide open three on the drift pass. I mean, I ah. think Yaya's a really good three point shooter, and um, you know, I thought she was open. I thought she drove in to help instead of. Um, I thought she was more open at the arc. I think when she drove it, she needed to drive to pass. At that point, congestion came. Mm. Um, you're not going to play through Crooks. Um, Sarah was open on the opposite side, um, and there was plenty of time at that point, um, you know, to, to make an additional pass. Um, but I I love um, I love her aggression. Like I don't think in that moment. Um, I think it's a kid trying to make a play and, um, you know, don't want to take that aggressiveness away from her. But I thought we did a good job creating that shot for her at the arc. The pass was slightly low, but she had plenty of time to gather and shoot it. Um, you know, and at this point, Yaya is a way more effective driver with the ball on her right hand than her left. Um, and, and because of the nature of that drive drift, um, when she did drive it, she couldn't drive it back to the right. Um, to the baseline side. So the left drive to the middle was a good decision. It's just, you know, we've got to continue to do a good job coaching them up to play off two. Um, and, and when we, when we touch the paint, is it, is it get to balance on two? And then now I, now I rise up and shoot it. Is it get to balance off two? you know, kick it because they didn't leave Sarah a lot um, in that game, but they left her on that possession, you know, with, with the nature of that drive and trip and reattack, they were scrambling. You know, we had them scrambling defensively. And when you've got a team scrambling, a lot of times it's going to take one more. You know, it was drive, drift, reattack, now it's kick. You know, but um, I appreciate her aggressiveness. I just don't, mm. she never got to balance. And so it was a really, really difficult shot. Um, she's got the best body control of anyone on our team um, when, she, when she elevates and the ability to play through and around people. Um, but I still think she saw her and, and really didn't kind of didn't play into her, you know, just like uh, tried to avoid. So yeah. I just, that, that was something that all game long, I thought we could have attacked her, but we had to get to balance and then play around her, bounce pass it around her. All right, you and know, stepped her around her, cut behind her. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've showed a lot of film on the missed opportunities we had to cut behind her um, because of where she played and then how they played their forwards on us. So, um, so yeah, that would be my two, my my two cents. Take the open three, mm-hmm. you reattack, attack the kick. All right, and easy to say, right? Easy to say on film. You know. Oh yeah. Kids going full speed in that moment, trying to make a play, and and uh, you know, once again, not any different than I said with Jada. Like I appreciate her, like not being afraid to take the shot because mm-hmm. she hadn't played a lot in the second half. So to come in and, and take that shot um, showed a little bit of what she's made of, which I love. When you look back and you kind of think about your rotation during a game, I mean, you know, it was kind of cool to see Danae in there. Obviously, I even watched Bill after the game with a long embrace with her. 
she hadn't played a ton for you, but boy, you gave her some nice run. I think it was in the second quarter. Jana's out there. Um, Yaya gets in. I'm sure that frustrated you because she had a couple of turnovers. She did hit a big three, but like in the second half, you know, you don't. So you go deep in the bench in the first half. Second half, you don't. Um, is it just? You get kind of locked in, or it's it's just, hey, we cannot turn the ball over. This is possession-by-possession possession deal. What goes into that? Because, and, and honestly, this is a selfish question. I'm, like, I think you've learned this about me. I'm, like, the biggest Yaya fan ever. So when I don't see her for a long period of time, I'm kind of thinking, why is she not out there? Yeah, I think um... – you know, there's obviously a lot sometimes that goes into rotation, you know, whether it's um, preparation, um, whether it's um, the feel of the game, um, you know, but I, I think sometimes, you know, you you operate, not some of the time, the majority of the time you go into it, I can only speak for myself. I go into every game um, thinking about how deep I'm going to go, what my first substitution is going to be, and potentially that is still dictated by how is the flow. You know, like if, if a first group is flowing well together, mm. I'll let them play longer than maybe I normally would go to the bench for the first sub. You know, in this game, we picked up two fouls quickly. Everyone was in foul trouble. Part of the, part of the, the early substitution pattern was Jada had two fouls, Sarah had two fouls, uh, Dre had two fouls, Asia had two fouls. So some of the deeper bench decisions that I made uh, yeah. um, were dictated by foul, by foul trouble. Some of it dictated by, um, for instance, Jana, um, when we played Iowa State in the past, Bill respects her ability to shoot the basketball. Um, even last year when she didn't shoot the ball statistically well, she knew that she could shoot it. Like they had recruited her in high school. They recruited her out of the portal. There was like a natural respect for her ability to put the ball in the basket. So they guarded her harder than they did, for instance, last year with Jaden, who they didn't guard at all. Um, they guarded Jada a lot like they guarded Jaden um, a year ago. And so some of it was, you know, like this is a kid that is always going to play hard. I know what to expect, and they're going to guard her, which makes, you know, ball movement, yeah. um, player movement. You know, they're not going to play through her, right? There's two-on-one, and it's like, there's Jana. They're going to slide by. I know they're going to guard her and give us the one more if we want it. And so um, they also started the game in their, you know, more of a junk defense. They were face-guarding Sarah. Um, it wasn't until, like, midway through the first quarter that they went to their true kind of two-three, but they still they still flexed it and, and match, and that's what they stayed with the rest of the game. So they started the game kind of in junk. And I think there are some players that deal better with that than others. Um, you know, I also think there are players that play better against zone on our team. Um, you know, and so it's like you can't have – you're trying to not too, put too many people on the floor that they're not they're, – that they're going to be able to not guard. And then – so anyway, you always rethink it after the game. It's no different than <laughs> a play call. You're, you're going back. You're like, okay, I could have done this here. I could have done that there. Um, but there's, you know, a lot of times things that, that happen on a team, you do, um, as, as open and honest as I am, and probably sometimes Matt way too honest with the media in terms of, 
how I think and feel and game plans and all of that. Um, there are other things that, you know, you're like, you, you, you do kind of keep in house and you're, um, you know, and not saying anything, mm. not saying anything for anyone to read into that. You know, I yeah. just think that you do, um, you know, kind of establish decisions based on a lot of different factors, but at the end of the day, it's feel, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's yeah. in the moment it's, you get into a close game and you are wavering, you know, and, and I don't, I, I've said this before. I don't know um, all the time if, if it's like um, at, at my core, the number of years I spent as a defensive coordinator, I will always in tight situations lean on the people that are the better defensive players, um, you know, that I don't, that are going to make the least number of mistakes. Yeah on the defensive end of the floor, because when you're not like when you get into a flow and it's going up and down and you're scoring and it's easy, that's one thing. But when you're in a, what you feel like possession by possession battle, you yeah. can't make defensive mistakes. And and so I tend to lean into players that make better defensive decisions, sometimes than offensive decisions. Um, so that is also kind of a part of, late game situations, who's my, who's most apt to like turn their head and leave a shooter, you know, and start ball watching, like who's really dialed in and is going to feel a flare screen coming. Cause you're going to get flared, you know, against Iowa state, you, you know, like it's, it's some of it, some of its decisions based on that as well. Well, listen, I, I love these conversations and uh, that was an epic game, uh, including the 75 foot shot there were just so many things a part of that so thank you and a busy busy week uh for spending the time with me and then everybody needs to get out two huge games coming up saturday uh against ucf and then kansas state coming in needs to be they need to be great crowds at the pavilion for that nikki thank you for taking the time really appreciate it yeah yeah we are going to need everyone thanks for ending with that i think it's it is a huge home stand i think people need to understand like how valuable home court advantage is in winning a conference championship we just had tcu forfeit their next two games so kansas state just got another win um you know iowa state just got another win so you've got the two teams that are undefeated right now in our league that just got games forfeited which also means you know, ultimately, like, they also get the rest of winning the game without playing the game. Um, and so, you know, it's, it's going to be a unique time as we unpack, like, what goes on in that situation with the injuries that TCU has suffered and how that, you know, we've already played them and we don't play them again. So, you know, it's kind of like an unprecedented thing, I think, in this league um, in terms of how we handle that going forward. So we need every advantage that we can get at this point. And that means big crowds and foster and, and support for this team and super grateful for the support we got that that opening home stand, mm -hmm. you know, with TCU and Houston and what a difference they made. And so just encourage people if you haven't been out, come out for the first time. If if you if you've been at both games, thank you and and we, we desperate we desperately need you. We need to turn this thing back around and, and you know, kind of start another new winning streak. I think it can happen, and uh, and you're going to get on a roll here, especially at home. Uh, thank you, Nikki. Appreciate it. Thank you. You bet. There goes Nikki Collin on her weekly appearance on the Matt Mosley Show. This is ESPN Central Texas. 
It's tax season once again. Stressful, right? Doesn't have to be. Maggard Bookkeeping has been helping Central Texans through the complex tax code for more than 25 years. Go to maggardbookkeeping.com and bypass the stress. Are you ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas' premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfied clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. How do you measure the human spirit? In pounds? In milliliters, in the distance traveled between yesterday and today. Or maybe there's no way to measure the human spirit. Because as you remind us every day, it simply has no limit. Learn more about how we care for your whole body, mind, and spirit at adventhealth.com. Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Okay, everyone, check this out from D'Amori Fine Jewelers in Waco. D'Amori Fine Jewelers now has their own diamond growing machine right here in their own super lab. Yes, you've always been able to get a better premier diamond for the best price at D'Amori Fine Jewelers, but now they have their own growing chamber. Yes, they still have Earthmine Diamond and a great selection of those too, but now if you're in the market for a lab-grown diamond, this is a game changer because you can now get them directly from the source. No middleman markup and only the very best high color, high clarity, and high transparency material. So you can get an incredibly beautiful diamond at an amazingly low price. Come by D'Amori Fine Jewelers on Waco Drive just past New Road and talk about your dream diamond that will become a reality. D'Amori Fine Jewelers at D'AmoriFineJewelers.com. The savings continue with the Start Something New sales event at Allen Samuels in Waco. Right now, get a 2023 Ram 1500 Laramie Crew Cab four-wheel drive with 15000 off MSRP or 2.9% for 72 months. Or a 2023 Ram 1500 Lone Star Crew Cab four-wheel drive with 12000 off MSRP or 2.9% for 72 months, plus a special discount for first responders only at Allen Samuels. Come by, let's be friends. Oh boy, more IRS changes this year. Frustrating, isn't it? Maggard Bookkeeping can help with more than 25 years preparing Central Texans tax returns. Go to maggardbookkeeping.com and bypass the stress. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Oh, it is the Matt Mosley Show. You'll hear a little bit more of Nikki Collin in the 5 o'clock hour today. Boy, what a 
What a time. Um, tough week, but uh, uh, the Bears will uh, Bears will prevail. They'll come back against UCF, and then a couple of nights later, they'll host a, a top-ranked Kansas State team, and they'll have a chance to, to respond here, and we'll see how it goes. But, man, that was uh, – that was tough. The number four ranked Bears, now number 12 ranked. But, uh, again, the good news is lots of good teams in the conference, whether it be West Virginia, K-State, lots of good opponents. Uh, they'll have a chance to uh, to come back. Now, Aaron, I, I'm i loving some of the sniping out there. Some of the, I mean, you got Baker Mayfield going at it with a, a Lions player that's out there on the table but where do you want to start the blitz we will start with that baker mayfield (laughs) responded to Lions safety cj gardner johnson's remarks this week that the buccaneers are without a good quarterback telling him he needs to brush up on his film study when asked about preparing for the rams last week gardner johnson said via the detroit free press this group probably is one of the better groups we've faced all year besides that tampa group if you give the tampa group a good quarterback that's a great group Evans, Godwin, Gage, that's a great group. I played against them for real. Mayfield responded today and said, quote, don't think he's really watched film because he mentioned Russell Gage. We love Russell, but Russell hasn't played a snap for us all year. (laughs) I like it when they go back and forth. He said he must be going off preseason stuff that the media was talking about. He didn't play our first game, so I'm excited to see him. I think he's a really good player. He's been for a while, been an impactful guy on every team he's been on. So he's a good player. But, yeah, he's got to do a little bit more film (laughs) study. (laughs) I like it. Baker, you know, Baker kind of had fun with it, complimented him. Why kind of making fun of it? Aaron, by the way, speaking of lack of film study, did you see that uncomfortable question? For Todd Bowles after the playoff game the other night? Have I shared no. that with you, or do you know what I'm talking about? Uh-uh. Missed it. Somebody, a female reporter, I'm sure it's listed somewhere. I'm not going to say it if it is. Go Launches into this question about, like, how, and again, doesn't mean, I shouldn't even have said that. It could be male or female. But launched into this this whole thing about like the, the, all the cold weather. How do you prepare for possible frigid temps? It's impacted other games, and you could just see Bowles's face because he's like didn't want to humiliate her, but you know didn't know how to answer the question without. And so he had to say, "Well, th- I think they have a dome." He said, "It, you know." For about 20 seconds on the way in, it will be pretty cold, but we think we'll be okay with it. (laughs) Oh, man. And she just went on and on about, like, oh, the cold temperatures and how. I mean, she had it all planned out. And Detroit has a dome. And, I mean, they have for a pretty good while now, Aaron. I mean, like. The Pontiac Silverdome, and then it became Ford Field, you know, the new uh, downtown indoor facility. So I guess just all those cold games just kind of made her think, well, let's talk about, you know, how cold this thing's going to be. I don't know. That's uh, 
that's a tough one. But, uh, but yes, this game will be indoors. The 15th coach of the New England Patriots, Jared Mayo, was officially introduced today. He will place future Hall of Fame head coach Bill Belichick, who is currently interviewing with other teams, and he said that he wants to improve the team's overall vibe. Mayo said he wanted to, quote, knock down silos in establishing a collaborative team effort. He also noted his standing as the first black head coach in franchise history, adding that Pittsburgh Steelers coach Mike Tomlin was among those who reached out to him with a congratulatory message. That's nice. And, you know, no matter if he means it or not, everything he says, like knocking down silos, people are going to take it as a direct, you know, shot at Belichick. Now, Mayo owes a lot to Belichick. Played for him, coached for him. So, I I don't necessarily think... He totally meant it that way, but that's certainly the way it'll be taken. Now, I don't know about what Bill will think about it. Um, I will say, by the way, after Bill Parcells and Bill Belichick broke up years ago, uh, it was a, it took a long time for them to put their relationship back together. Uh, hopefully Mayo and, and Bill will be fine. Um, I did see Aaron. Sorry if I'm stepping on your toes with this one. I did notice that uh, Robert Kraft also got involved and um, said he, he's on the record now saying because um, they want to know what he's going to do with personnel and what he may do with GM. And he said, quote, we're looking for collaboration. And he says uh, uh, in, the, in the short term, when asked about who would have final say on personnel, um he said his, his, his bias has always been, quote, to try to develop a culture internally, although in answer to a question about hiring a GM, he suggested that the search will be more expansive than the head coaching one. So, Aaron, that, that, that almost kind of sounds like they could go outside for a GM. Uh, he said any decision we make... We'll be try to give the support to Jared and put the organization in the best position it can to win games. We don't have a fixed formula. We're going to do, we know what's worked for us in the past, and that's what we're going to do here in the future. So, Aaron, I mean, doesn't that sound like a mixed message? It does. Like they want to, ch- they might go from outside, but then he comes back to, hey, we, so we don't have a fixed formula. But we know what's worked for us in the past, and that's what we're going to do here. I, I don't – that doesn't make much sense to me. We still don't know if Eagles center Jason Kelsey is going to retire, but we do know what he gets when he goes to McDonald's. That helps. <laughs> Kelsey said today that he would make an official announcement about whether he's retiring, retiring or not, quote, when it's time, but declined – to specifically address his playing future during the latest episode of the podcast he does with his brother, Travis. That was after ESPN's Adam Schefter reported yes, uh, yeah, yesterday, citing league sources that the longtime center had told his teammates that he was retiring after their wild card loss to Tampa Bay. By the way, his McDonald's order is two sausage, egg, and cheese, 
This, uh, two sausage, egg, and cheese McMuffins and a large coffee every time. Aaron, is that is that you probably don't go with the double, you know, but is that what you would do at McDonald's? I don't know if you've had. I, I would imagine For back in your days yeah. of of hitting the the drive through because some of those times you were working crazy late. And maybe even maybe grab some breakfast on your way home back in your bartending days and all that. So so bacon egg no see that's not I don't I would don't love the bacon at a at the fast food because they don't often it's not always as crispy as I like it so and when the when, sausage is the better choice for sure. Well, when I get breakfast now that I think about it, I, like I'll just get Big Mac or a quarter pounder if I eat there at night, which I don't often. But usually breakfast is on a long trip, and I don't want to. Get something too too greasy, so I'll get a yeah. egg white McMuffin with a ham and cheese. The a little bit lower calorie. The egg white McMuffin. Okay, Aaron going a little healthy these days. I got to say, I haven't done it in forever, but as a kid, I was a fan of the breakfast Jack. Yeah, the breakfast Jack. It's still around, still good. <laughs> I actually prefer what? that to McDonald's breakfast offering. What does it have on it? Ham? Is it? I feel like it's bacon and yeah, egg. Bacon, maybe. egg, sausage, and ham, I believe, and cheese. Whoa. <laughs> the breakfast jack. I used to like that 99 cent, that real greasy taco they served as well. I was not totally opposed to a late night. Now, at Baylor, Aaron, we, we discovered, you know, my first ever Taco Cabana uh, was like in San Antonio, where I think was where it was founded. And I was on a junior high trip. I think, I can't believe we flew, but we may have flown. Golly, that's crazy to think. How would we have flown? But I almost think we did from cough from Dallas to San Antonio. Anyway, I discovered Taco Cabana. And then in, at Baylor, our big late night run was the those flour tortillas and the queso, and uh, 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 Blair Browning and I would go get like about a dozen of those, or maybe more, of those hot flour tortillas, and then just load up on queso. And um, I think he may still owe me for a few of those. All right, Aaron, do we have any more? Uh, one more that I found really interesting. The Browns, fresh off their loss to the Texans in the first round of the playoffs, have parted ways with offensive coordinator Alex Van Pelt. He confirmed Ooh. to ESPN. He, on to the next one, he said in a text message. Proud of my time there. According to multiple team sources, the team and Van Pelt discussed a reassignment of roles on the coaching staff, but ultimately two sides decided to part ways. The Browns also fired running backs coach Stump Mitchell and did not renew the contract of tight ends coach T.C. McCartney. And this is this is a playoff team that yeah. didn't have its starting quarterback. And except for the – and I know it's a big game, but ex, except for the Texans game, were super explosive on offense, even when they replaced uh, Watson with Joe Flacco. It's, I don't know. Maybe it was something yeah. internal because – Stefanski calls the plays anyway. Yeah. And the offense was good, so I don't know what's going on. Seems a little unfair. Seems a little unfair, but 
Well, some teams, Aaron, you have to pay. <laughs> and you <laughs> have changes <laughs> when you have a bad playoff game. Even a team that didn't even have their starting quarterback. What's the Cowboys' excuse? <laughs> they had everybody. They had everybody. Healthy O-line, healthy wide receivers, healthy quarterback, healthy running back, healthy tight ends. Aaron, I can already see, like today, the morning news, my buddy David Moore came out with a column basically saying, you know. I saw it. (laughs) Bring them back and let let Dak play on the final year of his and let McCarthy. I mean, I. You can't sell that to the fans. There's no way. I mean, they they may. Now, I don't think they can sell it. But I wouldn't rule it out. No. And I I think there's no way they let Dak play into the final year of his. Doesn't he have a $60 million cap hit? Yeah, they've got to like, renegotiate that. Uh, by, but, I mean, at some point, I, you know how these things work. By whenever they do that, June or May or whenever they decide to do it, April, whenever they announce it, Aaron, it'll just be like everybody, even the, a lot of the media will be like, great deal, you know, good that this they had to do this. He's too great of a quarterback. And you know, I I think we should just be there Aaron to agree that he's a good quarterback, but he's 2 and 5 in the playoffs and he's coming off in an embarrassing performance. And he has been How terrible. How can you keep doing that? The last two playoff losses, he's been absolutely terrible. Mm-hmm. Awful against San Fran. And awful against Green Bay. Aaron, are you rooting for Green Bay? Or are you go- rooting oh, no. against them? <laughs> Never. Because it makes the Cowboys look worse if they get blown off the field. See, I have a more than a couple of friends who are bandwagon Packer fans. It's it really yeah. annoying, so I never root for Green Bay no matter what. <laughs> I'll just uh, sit this one out. I'll watch it and try to enjoy the game, but... I don't know. I, I can't root for either of the teams, so I'd be a disinterested bystander if that makes sense. How does our divisional schedule look? Have you have you taken a peek at it to see kind of like what our networks are and where we're watching all these things? Have you have you taken a good look at it yet? I want to have to. It is. Let's see. Ma- so two sure. o'clock, Tampa Bay at Detroit is two p.m., and then Kansas City. At Buffalo, 5.30 on CBS. So we don't have to go to pay for any new streaming service to see either of these games. Thank goodness. What day is this? Sunday. Okay. Oh, well. Because we'll have Saturday as well. Um, Uh, That, uh, the Saturday matchup is matchups. Houston and Baltimore, 3.30 on ESPN, ABC. And then Green Bay at San Francisco, seven fifteen on Fox. So. Okay. The the odd, the the Fox night game. Now that's always a weird one. What'd you say the, what'd you say the other ones on? Is that CBS? The Texans one, Texans game. ESPN, ABC. Oh, well, ESPN, ABC. All four ABC. Are on different networks. The four uh, major ones, at least, though. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm fascinated with. The fact that, I mean, the Cowboys have just gone so many years without making an NFC title game. Like, 
it's weird to me when the Texans. I mean, like, think about what that would do to Cowboys fans. Yeah, what if they win? If the- somehow the Texans, I mean, I don't think it'll happen. But, like, if the Texans made it to an AFC title game, I, I, I think that would be just a, I mean, I think Jerry would be bothered. I think all Cowboys fans, I, I think there would be a lot of gnashing of teeth. Um, if that happened, I don't think it's going to happen because I think the Ravens are too good. I mean, I, I find it interesting. I think we, we all think the Ravens and the Niners are too good to get knocked off in this divisional round. God, if you're, I mean, everybody, but the Cowboys, Aaron, when you're the, when you're the number one seed, you basically coast into the title game. And of course the Cowboys, the two times they've had it 16 and 2007, they couldn't get it done. They could not get it done. What a what a disaster. I mean, it, it, it just I just keep thinking, man, how the, the, the Green Bay thing, though, might be the most embarrassing of them all. All right, Aaron, let's uh, let's continue down this path. We'll have um, we'll get Campus Confidential coming up at like 445 next. Man, let's get back into that Baylor game last night. I mean, it's a. It was a bad loss. I did see some good things, but it was it was a bad loss because they had a tremendous chance to get one on the road. That is next. The flagship station for Baylor basketball is ESPN Central Texas. Since 2006, Scott's Lease Trailers has leased commercial belly dump trailers and commercial flatbed trailers to customers throughout Central Texas. The leases at Scott's Lease Trailers are available long-term or short-term. They have several trailers to choose from, and all their trailers are guaranteed to pass Texas Department of Transportation inspection at pickup. Family-owned and operated and located in Cossie, Scott's Lease Trailers. They will answer your phone call no matter the day or time. Call James at 254-422-5375. That's 254-422-5375. Morrison's Gifts and would like to thank all of their friends, family, and extended family, their customers, for another amazing year. They would also like to extend a special thanks to Eminem Broadcasters, ESPN Central Texas, and Shooter FM for helping grow their business through the uncertainty of the pandemic and recent economic concerns. Morrison's Gifts would especially like to thank the community for shopping local. Morrison's is a proud Baylor alumni-owned business serving gift-giving needs of Central Texas. Go see our friends at Morrison's Gifts on the corner of Waco Drive and Valley Mills, close to Jason's Delhi. Total Office Solutions is one of the largest locally owned and operated commercial furniture dealers in Central Texas. Their staff of consultants provide project management, layout design, and turnkey installations. Whether you need chairs, desk, or complete furniture renovation, Total Office Solutions is your provider of all steel, Hahn, JSI, and Gunlock furniture. Total Office Solutions, where customer service and satisfaction is their number one goal. 216 Schroeder Drive in Waco and at MyTotalOffice.com. Did you know that a male ostrich can roar like a lion? Did you know that in Japan, you can buy watermelons shaped like pyramids? Or that ketchup was originally sold as a medicine? Hi there, this is the Foundation Doctor. I bet something else you didn't know is that foundation movement can often be stopped by injecting soil stabilizer into the soil around your home. It's true. At the Foundation Doctor, we have our own proprietary solution called Stable Soil. Stable Soil is a quick, inexpensive application that stabilizes the soil under your home. 
It's fast acting, long lasting, and puts a stop to those pesky cracks and sticking doors. Only the Foundation Doctor offers this revolutionary product. So give the doctor a call today at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. So for doors that are sticking and cracks in your walls, the Foundation Doctor will make a house call. Find sports news, streaming, and show podcast at SyntechSportsFan.com. I'm Joe Kaleo. Business owners deserve financial security, and we're here to help you achieve it. Let's build a relationship and develop a financial plan that can help safeguard your business and nurture your dreams. Kaleo Wealth Management Group is a Central Texas team at UBS Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA SIPC. For our client relationship summary disclosures, please visit UBS.com slash relationship summary. Save big on your next pre-owned car or truck at Richard Carr. Well-qualified buyers can get a pre-owned 2021 Nissan Versa for $196 a month or a pre-owned 2021 Buick Encore for $286 a month or a pre-owned 2018 Chevy Silverado for $360 a month. 100 thoroughly inspected pre-owned vehicles are on the lot and priced to sell. 100% approval is always our goal. Call, log on, or get here now for the New Year New Ride pre-owned savings event at Richard Carr. Richard Carr, we give you more. My house has a new Now that football season is here and cooler weather is right around the corner, it's time to replace those old windows. When you call Universal Windows Direct, it's easy to schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows have 11 times less air infiltration as standard windows and have been awarded the most efficient windows by Energy Star for eight consecutive years. They have financing options to fit any budget. That's any budget. Contact Universal Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate. UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com or call 254-301-7760. And don't forget to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. On is the Matt Mosley Show. Rolling on a Wednesday afternoon, MLK Day Monday. I'm still kind of sorting it all out. Aaron, does it feel like we've had holidays like three or four straight Mondays? And by the way, do we get any of those holidays, Aaron? Oh, wait, we did, didn't we? January, did we get New Year's Day? I think we did have New Year's Day off. But uh, that was kind of cool. On the second, we were down there broadcasting before the big opening of the pavilion. The Baylor women will be back in the pavilion on Saturday versus UCF. That is a 2 o'clock game, I believe, and then uh, a couple of nights later, Kansas State comes rolling in. That's a good team. That's a good team. I, You know, you'll hear Coach Nikki. I never call her that. Everybody calls her that. You'll hear from uh, Coach Colin coming up in the 5 o'clock hour. Um, I mean, it, it's that Iowa State game was a gut punch the other day. And, Aaron, I, I am not someone who tries to give people excuses like all oh, the officiating was bad, this or that. 
Boy, they got some. They got hosed on some stuff. I mean, it was it was bad. Asia Blackwell gets fouled out on a on a ridiculous. She's just trying to block out in the lane. She's not doing anything. She was just like literally textbook blocking out, and it wasn't even that aggressive. She was just trying to block out, and they're like, look at her and just whistle her for a foul. And I think something Nikki will talk about in the five does resonate. Aaron, did you happen to get to see? I know a lot of times you're direct, you're producing those games, and I don't know how much of that you're getting to see. Did you see the center? Did you see uh, Crooks, Audie Crooks for Iowa State? Do you know who I'm talking about? Yeah, I didn't get to see a lot of the game, but she is. She is. Um, I mean, it, she's six three. And I don't know. I don't know even how to put this. She's just, she is just a, a, a an enormous presence. All right. And I sometimes in the in in the women's game, you just have people. There was somebody years ago, and I think her dad played for the 49ers back in the day. Was their last name like Paris, Courtney Paris, or somebody like that? And Aaron, they, they, she just was like. She was so big and so dominant. She just kind of threw everybody around. This is this was not this wasn't fair. This was like I don't. It, it, this was Audie Crooks at six three, and I'm not even gonna. I don't think women's basketball they put their weight, but she is a large and dominant individual. Don't hear me wrong. I mean, I I, I she she's because she is dominant. And in there, and what, I think what Nikki's going to talk about in the 5 o'clock hour is, like, how do you I, – I think officials are – don't exactly know, like, how how she should be officiated. Like, because she, she just is so – she's an immovable force. Now, could the Bears have done some different things to her? Maybe. And, and, and you know, she, she had 23 points. It was, it was a lot. But I think Nikki's right. I think some of the stuff that hurt him was some of these other people hitting threes and doing a few things that were unexpected. They had a three-point shooter named Bellinger that um, that really hurt the Bears. And uh, they got to be better at finishing quarters, finishing halves. Too many times they'll they'll be in great position, controlling the game, and then kind of let a team get something rolling right there at the end of a quarter. Now, Aaron, if you were watching a game the other day, um, Jada Walker comes dribbling up and fires one. Now, the Iowa State wanted to travel, but you're not going to call it travel when somebody's heaving up a 75-footer. All right, Aaron, she just, it was money. She made it. From seventy-five feet out, give the Bears a uh, always. I guess it was into the first quarter. Gave them a twelve or thirteen point lead. Um, now, last night, and we'll do. We'll we'll keep going on this. If you got a thought on this, two five four six six two sixteen sixty. We'll got some campus confidential that we can get into it a little bit more as well. Bears just kind of out outplayed, out-muscled. I mean, they, they, Eve Meese is just, he's always the strongest man on the court. Now, they had some guys, they had a couple of guys 
Colbert came off the bench for K-State, and then uh, Mick, what is that guy's name? Uh, they got another big man who's pretty good. He's pretty good. I mean, he, he does some nice stuff down there. But when Misi is engaged and he's got his he's got his cooker going, he's got his engine going, um, his motor, Aaron, he, he's just as he's one of the most dominant big men in the country. He cannot be stopped. And I mean, I, I again, he and Josh, uh, uh, you know, uh, the big O, I like to call him, uh, Ojanwina. Are are just are, they're both really really good. The Bears end up squeezing off twenty two more shots than the than the Cyclones, uh, than the uh, Wildcats. Okay, they're in Manhattan. Twenty two more shots. They had an unbelievable amount of offensive rebounds. Twenty three offensive rebounds. Now, so how do you lose the game? Well, you cough up. A six, uh, a fifty-two to forty-six lead with about uh, with under two minutes to go in the in regulation. Then you're up fifty-four forty-nine with about a minute left in OT. You cough them both up, and you go nine for nineteen at the free throw line, and and you and you shoot five for twenty-eight from three-point land. This is a team that can go into major droughts. I, I don't – when they get into the lane and do all that, I just feel like we're having some of the same conversations we had last year. I mean, you know, they had some great offense and their numbers were good, but they could – you know, they, they, they need to be getting easy buckets, getting some transition buckets. They're getting stops. It's not like they're not playing defense. But, man, they, they will try to shoot themselves out of a slump. I, I think Nikki, for instance, on the on the women's side, will will try to get some of her players to pass up some threes from time to time. The Bears, because it's such a huge part of their offense, when they move it around and they get an open look, I, I mean that they're trained to fire away. But Aaron, it's like one for six from Bridges. Everybody else, like the three starting guards. I looked it up. It was like they were they might I think they ended up eight for eight for twenty eight, eight for thirty. I mean it just it was just it was bad. It was really bad. It was like three for eleven, three for ten. One guy was um uh, Kali, the the more I say that I think it was a bigger number. Um Ray J goes two for fifteen. I mean I, I again in the old days, Aaron, we say, stop shooting. You're missing every shot. You're, you're in a sense, shooting your own team out of the game. And they just don't say that anymore. It's almost like, you know, you don't want to hurt their players' confidence. And, and I, the funny thing about Ray J is he finally hit two shots, and they were in overtime. And they were big shots. Um, Great-looking layup. Uh, great looking three, and that's how he was able to go two for fifteen. He had missed his first thirteen shots of the game. I, I something's got to give, Aaron. I mean, my thought is like when, 
you've already had Jaden have a horrible shooting game in in this in you know this year. Uh, Walters had a bad one. Jacoby has. Um, I mean, you're getting some really bad shooting nights. Certainly, Bridges has had them. Like I, I don't, I don't quite get it. Do you? Why do you? Why can't you just go? Okay, tonight it looks like Langston has it, and Langston's been really good and really dependable off the bench. And he went for 15 last night, and I think he hit three threes. And and it was actually, I mean, he was the only one doing anything. He was six for 14, and that was about the best on the team, other than Misi and Josh. I, I don't, I don't quite. I mean, like. I think you can tell your players, hey, you're missing everything. You you got to stop taking these threes. But Aaron, when you say that, you sound like you're back in the, like the 1980s or something or the 1970s. It's like, no, Matt, it's all about the three. You got to keep firing it. And they do in the NBA. You find a ton of games in the NBA where a team has a bad night and they go like six for 30 or seven for 28 from from three but i i think the bears have to get to a point when they're having a night like that where it's like sorry everything's going down low or we're going to drive it and you say well you got to hit those shots you got to make them respect a three to even open up the lane i get it i get it but at some point just firing threes it's just too much. It's too much. It's too many misses. It's too many empty possessions. And you had 22 more possessions than the other team. I'm just saying, when he was, when Scott was coaching Tweedy and them, and again, the game has evolved. They weren't shooting 28 threes a game back then. But, and Lace didn't have off nights. At least the, not that I ever remembered. I mean, you know, an off night for him was only making four three-pointers. All right, Aaron. Let's um, let's get let's get going. We do have some campus confidential to get you with at about four forty-five. A couple of NFL headlines and the latest on what Dan Quinn's doing. He's got a bunch of interviews today. The Cowboys defense coordinator. That's next. Baylor Bear basketball all season long here on ESPN Central Texas. It's the Bears and the Longhorns in Austin on Saturday, 10.30 a.m. for the countdown to tip-off. 11 a.m. tip-off Saturday. Join Baylor Athletics Hall of Famer Pat Nunley and the voice of the Bears, John Morris, for Baylor Bear basketball right here on ESPN Central Texas. First Central Credit Union free reward checking earns 5% APY, refunds all your ATM fees, and has a savings account combo that earns you money too. Ask for Casasa Checking. It's our superpower, and it's easy to apply online at firstcentralcu.com. Everything we do, we do for you. APY is annual percentage yield. Eligibility and qualifications apply. Member NCUA. Everything we do, we do for you. Jeff Hunter Toyota has been part of the Waco community for over 30 years. I'm Amy Hunter, and we believe in its people, and we honor its history. We're proud to call Waco home. That's why we support the Baylor Bears, lend a hand to Fuzzy Friends Rescue, and aid the Waco Goodfellas. We also believe in hard work, the value of a dollar, and providing a quality product. That's what you'll find every day when you shop at Jeff Hunter Toyota. Shop Jeff Hunter Toyota. Toyota quality. 
Waco Values. Paparola's Pizza, Waco's oldest family-owned pizzeria, with two locations to serve you better, Valley Mills Drive and Hewitt Drive. Come down in for a unique experience or use their convenient drive through on the way home. Order online at paparolos.com and use the coupon code online for 10% off your order. That's paparolos.com and use the coupon code online for 10% off your order. Paparolos, voted the best pizza in Waco. Did you know that a male ostrich can roar like a lion? Did you know that in Japan you can buy watermelons shaped like pyramids? Or that ketchup was originally sold as a medicine? Hi there, this is the Foundation Doctor. I bet something else you didn't know is that foundation movement can often be stopped by injecting soil stabilizer into the soil around your home. It's true. At the Foundation Doctor, we have our own proprietary solution called Stable Soil. Stable Soil is a quick, inexpensive application that stabilizes the soil under your home. It's fast-acting, long-lasting, and puts a stop to those pesky cracks and sticking doors. Only the Foundation Doctor offers this revolutionary product. So give the doctor a call of the day at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. So for doors that are sticking and cracks in your walls, the Foundation Doctor will make a house call. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. The importance of a good set of tires on your vehicle is key for safe and efficient travel. Texas weather can drastically affect the condition of your tires. Make sure your family is safe no matter what the conditions bring. At Gish's Complete Car Care Center, they carry and service all major tire brands. Yokohama, Michelin, Goodrich, and more. Let their team of seasoned professional service technicians service your vehicle today. Also, take advantage of their easy and efficient drive-up canopy and complimentary shuttle service to get you where you need to go until they get you rolling great again. Kish's Complete Car Care Service, where keeping you safe is their business. Kish's Complete Car Care Center, located at 5300 Franklin Avenue in Waco and CompleteCarCareCenter.com. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. Now that football season is here and cooler weather is right around the corner, it's time to replace those old windows. When you call Universal Windows Direct, it's easy to schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows have 11 times less air infiltration as standard windows and have been awarded the most efficient windows by Energy Star for eight consecutive years. They have financing options to fit any budget. That's any budget. Contact Universal Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate. UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com or call 254-301-7760. And don't forget to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. It is uh, the Mosley Show. Nikki Collin coming up in the 5 o'clock hour. And, boy, a lot to say. 
lot to say. Tough, uh, tough loss for the Bears. They'll bounce back. They got a big game and need some big crowds out there. UCF and K State come into town. Nobody, Aaron talks more women's basketball than this show. We we talk men's and women's basketball. Love these two programs and have uh, have loved these programs for a long time. Uh, Aaron, I just as we were were coming back there. I was watching Darnell Savage and just watching that play like an RPO, uh, you know, Dak against the Packers. I mean, just to watch, just to watch a play basically end a game. You're down 20, nothing. You're driving. You're at the, you're at your, you're at the 40 yard line of the Packers and those Baldinger breakdowns, Aaron, and I love watching them, and he talks you through them. But I'm sitting here watching it, and I'm, what I'm trying to see is, like, if anybody, if the the run fake did anything, it, I mean, they kept rolling, but, but just the, the utter lack of awareness. Savage, the safety, comes down. Dak never in a million years saw him. And 60 yards or however long they, that was, wherever he caught it, it's probably 60, 70 yards, um, interception return, and the game was over. The game was over. I mean, I you know, I think they – maybe they got it to 27 to 10 at one point, and you kind of thought, ah, oh, could they do something here? And But it was really over at that point. So I don't know why I'm doing this to myself, but I keep going back and looking – at facets of that uh, the, of that game. Now, I I kind of have been looking to see what our man Dan Quinn is up to. Cowboys defensive coordinator. Everybody's mad at him. Get him out of here. Get him out of here. Well, we'll see. I mean, you kind of wonder sometimes, like, well, our team's going to cool on him since his defense faltered in such a huge way. Um. You know, I I don't know. Let's see here. A uh, and, and this was two days ago um, when, you know, they were talking about uh, uh, Seattle had requested an interview with Dan Quinn, Carolina, Tennessee, Washington, and the Chargers have interviews scheduled with Quinn. He was supposed to be talking to them today. So... I, you know, I I don't know. Now, this thought, Aaron, that McCarthy could be back because Jerry likes making people uncomfortable. McCarthy, of course, has one season left on his contract. More fans are ready for them to just move on from McCarthy. Twice, Jerry Jones had Jason Garrett coach into the final year of his deal. 2014 and 2019 Cowboys go 12 and 4 in 2014 and then it's time to extend it and he went 8 and 8 in 2019 um that just interesting to know the contract status he did it with Wade one time Wade had had a really good season but Jerry hated the idea of giving him a long extension. So his big thing was, 
Well, we got to we got to keep everybody feeling uncomfortable. I'm afraid we're going to hear some of that. And and again, that's not something you really um you know, should surprise you cuz they've been doing it <clears throat> and everybody's speculating on how this decision is being made. Part of it is do we have someone that that we think could step in with this bunch and make an appreciable difference. Do you think like Jim Harbaugh is a huge upgrade over McCarthy? I think you could make the argument that he is. The problem is you don't know him. You don't know what it's like to work with him. Jerry would be getting into business with somebody he really doesn't have much experience with. Guess what? who had the same situation with? Mike McCarthy. He had to go on what his people around the league thought. Mike had holed up in some barn somewhere talking about analytics. Oh, here's how I'm going to do it. Here's how different I'm going to be. Well, other than maybe being a little more aggressive and going for it, he's just, you know, kind of a bad game manager and a guy who's won a lot of games. And I, I think to keep him, Jerry just has to be of the opinion it's okay to try to win a lot of games and probably know we're not going to go much further than that. I think that's killer for fans. I, I, think it, I think that just hurts all Cowboys fans to know that if they stay the course, that there, there's just – there's not much of a chance. I mean, I'm not saying we won't go out to training camp and try to make a case for how they could do it, but there's no, there's nothing that could happen in the off season or the draft. They got the 24th pick, you know, whereas Aaron, like NBA teams, like their whole fortunes can change like the middle of the season. Right. I mean, it can't, most times it does not happen in the NFL, and I, I just was – I was really um, – I mean, that's just fascinating that the Pacers are adding uh, Pascal Siakam today. I mean, that that is uh, – that's really exciting. I mean, when they're already good and Halliburton's been hurt, but they got the makings of – one of the really good and up-and-coming teams in the East, and they just got like a – Aaron, what do we have? Siakam's like an, an all-star, not a superstar, but an all-star type, right? Like Ty- Tyrese Halliburton is becoming a superstar. That's happening before our very eyes. Siakam, though, gives them like a major – like a major number two. I mean, I, I, it's like like he's way better than some of these other number twos around the league. Um, I would say, you know, like they got a good one and two in Milwaukee. Right now they actually have a good one, two, three, the Clippers. The Mavs have a good one, two, but they can't, they can't ever seem to get them on the court together. Lakers have a good one, two, but it's, again, it doesn't amount to that much. And, Aaron, let me uh, remind you. Why is this game on ABC tonight? What am I missing here? 
Did you know we have a Aaron, did you know we have an ABC game tonight between the the Mavs and the Lakers? A Wednesday night ABC game. Huh. I do now. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. I just I had seen Weird, that it, like yeah. I'd seen an ABC showdown and I thought, wait, it's Wednesday. Doesn't make any sense. But this game at 7.30 tonight is on ABC. So I don't know. I don't know. A lot, a lot of folks who were having trouble getting ABC finally got it back over the weekend. And um, I'm included in that, although I've got the ESPN Plus app or the ESPN app. And, of course, that allows me, when you subscribe to ESPN+, Plus, you can kind of get around some of these things. All right, Aaron, it is, the, uh, it is time for Campus Confidential, brought to you by Jim Turner Chevrolet. That is next. Baylor Women's Basketball on 104.9 FM with Derek Smith and Lori Fogelman. Baylor women back in action Saturday in Foster Pavilion hosting UCF in Big 12 play. 1.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 2 p.m. tip-off Saturday on 104.9 FM. Tune into Baylor women's basketball on 104.9 FM. Don't miss the premier gun show in Waco at the base at Extraco Event Center this weekend only. Over 600 tables of guns, knives, ammo, and accessories. Everything you can imagine, whether a first-time buyer or looking for that special piece to add to your gun, knife, or military collection. They have what you're looking for. Visit their website, wacogunshow.com, or call 817-732-1194. The premier gun show in Waco at the base at Extraco Event Center this weekend only. Are you ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas' premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfied clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. Attention fans of Hellberg Barbecue. You can enjoy their Central Texas-style barbecue homemade sauce and desserts at their current location, 8532 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville. They are operating drive through and curbside service out of food trailers parked outside the building, and their hours are Wednesday through Sunday, 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. or till they sell out. Customers can call 254-265-5387 for pre-orders. Hellberg's Barbecue full-service catering option is still available for your next group outing. Soon, Hellberg will offer sandwiches and banana pudding at the grab-and-go markets inside the new Foster Pavilion. The future of Hellberg Barbecue includes a new building, bigger and better than ever, just down Highway 6 from the current location. Twice named one of the top barbecue joints by Texas Monthly Magazine, it's time to try Hellberg Barbecue. Hellberg Barbecue, just salt, pepper, and a whole lot of prayer. 254-265-5387 and at hellbergbarbecue.com. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at syntexsportsfan.com. 
In the market for a quality metal building? Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe have helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal building design, panel options, building components, and trim options. Pioneer Steel and Pipe's residential line is energy efficient, offers low maintenance, reduces insurance payments, is impact resistant, and carries up to a 45-year limited warranty. In addition, they can help you find metal building contractors for your project. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan and at pioneerboys.com. Hey folks, Derek Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. 2024 is here, and it couldn't be a better time to purchase your next new Chevrolet. For an example, Silverado is as much as $10,000 off. Traverses, $5,000 off. And the all-new Equinox, $3,000 off. And we also have the largest selection of new and pre-owned inventory folks that we've seen in years. And we don't play any of the games or gimmicks, just honesty and transparency. So give us a call, 840-3261 or 24-7 at turnerchevy.com. And remember, folks, we're only a heartbeat away at McGregor. We'll treat you like family. Find new roads. It's 9.30 on a Saturday night. You're at the ballpark getting hot dogs for the kids, and your debit card doesn't work. Lucky for you, Central National Bank's after-hours service is ready to help you get out of all kinds of ninth-inning jams. Just contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a local person who can answer questions and fix problems. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Run a winning play over knee, hip, and shoulder pain. CorioHealth's all-star team of board-certified orthopedic surgeons, Dr. Lance Ellis, Dr. Jacob Battle, use the latest minimally invasive technology, including orthopedic surgical robot, to perform total knee replacements. Whether your pain is from an old sports injury or everyday wear and tear on your joints, CorioHealth Orthopedics can help make the play. Call today, 254-483-KNEE. That's 254-483-KNEE. Campus Confidential is sponsored by Jim Turner Chevrolet. Jim Turner Chevrolet is just a heartbeat away in McGregor, and they will treat you like family. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley. This time of year, we get a lot of college basketball involved. College football never stops, and right now we're watching Jim Harbaugh to see where he lands and the only way he goes back to Michigan is if he can get it in his contract that it's all guaranteed <laughs> and if they get in big huge trouble he'll be he'll be uh protected Aaron what do you um, what do you have for us today I'm confused though if they're innocent he said that multiple times why would he need yeah. that in his con- we'll start yeah. with women's <laughs> not, college basketball that's a good point yeah as uh TCU Women, the TCU women's basketball team's next two games have been canceled because they don't have enough available players, the Big 12 announced today. The Horn Frogs are scheduled to take on number seven Kansas State tonight and Iowa State on Saturday. The conference did not disclose the reasons for TCU's player shortage. They have had numerous injuries, including Baylor transfer Jaden Owens, who suffered a torn ACL and meniscus in her right knee Saturday against Houston. Also, in order to try to backfill the shorthanded roster, the Horn Frogs are seeking walk-on additions, and they'll hold open tryouts tomorrow and Friday. It will be at the Schoolmeyer Arena practice gym, and it is open to TCU students with high school basketball experience, full-time TCU students with high school basketball experience. So, a, a, I would say a pretty unprecedented situation for a 
Power 5 basketball program yeah. to just not have enough players to play. Aaron, just so uh, Simcox doesn't get mad at you, it's Showmeyer. He'll be calling. Oh, okay. Um, I'm surprised he hadn't texted uh, me already. That's <laughs> okay. Now, I, I'd i like to stop by these tryouts. Now, they're not going to let, you know, any men try out, so I'm not trying to say I've got any eligibility or anything like this, but I think it'd be kind of fun to watch and see who shows up for something like that. And, you know, I, I, this reminds me of an old Scott Drew story where they decided to have some, you know, open tryout type deal, Aaron, and, like, they had some interesting folks show up, but at some point they realized, like, it wasn't even Baylor students. It was just, like, random hoopers from everything. It's like some of them obviously weren't going to be able to be eligible. They weren't in school, so... There were some guys they thought, oh, man, oh, this guy could play a little bit. Well, it's just somebody that would – it was either a former college player who – I mean, I, I don't know. It was not exactly what they needed. And I don't think you you do this to eat, just try to fill the team and get through the season. This is a bad deal. Um, now, Aaron, the cynic in me says – I mean, I, you know, you, and I hate, by the way, Aaron, part of this is Jaden Owens, former Baylor great, who plays for them now, tore her ACL, and she's out for the rest of the year. Really tough injury uh, happened, I believe, Saturday. This is a team that had gone undefeated, was ranked, and then started the season something like maybe one in four. So they, they were struggling. But Aaron, they're, these games they're about to play that they've they forfeited versus a ranked Kansas State. I think they're seventh, and now Iowa State, having beaten the Bears, have shown up in the top twenty-five. They're like maybe number twenty-four or something like that. So I don't think TCU is going to win either game anyway. But it's bad. It's really a bad deal to have to do this. And, uh, Aaron, we do have a note from Jaden Owens that I just saw on the TCU site. And um, I, I was just – she said, I loved every moment of being your teammate and excited to finish what we started. And to TCU, it's been a privilege to represent a world-class institution and suit up for the best fans – in the Big 12. Uh, she does say, "My, uh, you will still see me on the sidelines in every game. Uno is now Coach Owens. Uno because of her number. Um, and she said, I will be in that gym every single day working to be the best teammate possible. Our season is far from over. It's my responsibility to help the girls on the court, work hard for one another and become the strongest possible version of this team. I, that's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. I mean, I, most of these things start out like this, Aaron, and it's like, and I'll be transferring. I think she's just trying to send the message, hey, I'm going to be there for my teammates, even though I can't go out and play. What a tough, tough deal. Uh, so, golly, just one day ago, Aaron, they had a big – post up about the Kansas State game and the Iowa State game. I mean, that Kansas State game was going to be at TCU. 
Um, I, I just cannot believe they can't field a team. I, I don't. I, I. How can you? I mean, I guess Aaron, that one team that Nikki inherited with Nalissa and Queen Egbo and that gang, that wasn't a deep team, right? Did they have had a couple of transfers? I mean, I, they might have had ten players on that team. Yeah. So maybe if they had some injuries, they could have gotten in a similar type deal. But, you know, Baylor has the opposite issue. They've got – Aaron, could they loan TCU a couple of – no, let's not do that. I don't want any of the Baylor players getting any ideas. Aaron, I have to say I was kind of – I was kind of, you know, perturbed. Not perturbed. I, I just was like thinking about Danae Fritz – not pl- getting to play much for the Bears, but having been a big-time freshman at Iowa State, and I, and I was mentioning that the other day, I did go back and look closer at Saturday's game, and, and Nikki gave her some good time in the second quarter. So that may have not been totally fair. Now, most of the season she has not played that much. But I I, I went back, I'm like, oh, wait, okay, Danae's out here playing quite a bit. I just um, – I it's a crowded – roster right now i just i mean like i can't i can't tell you like yaya is so great and nikki knows that more than anybody and even nikki can't quite commit to her and to me and i think we'll hear more about this in the five but i think nikki is leaning toward who she trusts the most on defense and it's obvious Yaya's not in that group. But, gosh, she is just such a elite offensive player. I just, every time I watch the games on TV or I go, like, that's who I want to watch. Because she, she distributes the ball unlike, you know how great Aaron D.D. was at defense and certain things that she did? That were so great because she had size. She could run the point. She could play D. Even even Kim's best teams. I'm trying to think back. Like I mean, obviously Sophia. They had so many great, like big players. I'm trying to think back. Who was the player Aaron that was in the WNBA for so long? That was a guard. Now not you know Nina came later and was part of one of those big time national title teams. But who am I thinking of, Aaron? That was such a great. Oh, geez. Odyssey I, Sims. Yeah, Odyssey. Like, she was unreal, and probably will go down as the best guard Baylor's ever had. She didn't pass like Yaya. She, I mean, she didn't see. She didn't have Yaya's vision. I'll say that. Now that doesn't mean Yaya's gonna be better than Odyssey. Don't get me wrong here. I just I'm just kind of thinking back on some of the greats. I I Yaya does some stuff that I just haven't seen in this program. And that's why I advocate and when given the opportunity, I'm sure Nikki really appreciates it, but I'm always wanting to register how much I love watching Yaya Felder. In fact, Aaron, we need to get her on the show at some point. Um, so I can become fanboy. 
Uh, Aaron, what else do we have, sir, in uh, Campus Confidential? The losses continue to mount for Alabama football since Nick Saban's retirement. Two freshman All-American entered the transfer portal for them today. person who many consider to be the Crimson Tide's best player, and that's saying something since they have a really talented team. Freshman safety Caleb Downs entered the transfer portal. Also entering the transfer portal today, fellow freshman All-American offensive tackle Caden Proctor. Mm. That goes, that that ad, that adds up to the 23rd and 24th players to enter the transfer portal since the portal season opened for Alabama. Up until these two, it had been mostly depth, but now they're yeah. losing starters and they're also losing commitments. They've lost six from the 2025 class. They lost another one today. Zion Grady, the number 40 overall recruit in the mm. 2025 class, decommitted. He's the sixth national top 300 in, player in that class to decommit from Alabama. So things are not going swimmingly since Nick Saban left. Well, this is why if they had had an in-house candidate, I mean, I again, they had the young O.C., and Nick is such a defensive mind. I'm trying to think Alabama's defensive coaches. Well, they had one retire, right? Kevin Steele yeah. just retired. So they just didn't have great in-house options. Like, if this had happened even when Sark was still there or Lane, well, I don't know if either one of those would have been considered and I don't think Bill O'Brien that wouldn't have been a great hire uh who else Aaron have they had on some of these like rehab type assignments that they could have kept bottom line is if you can go internal um you know that was kind of why that was the intriguing thing that Joey was presenting is like let's keep going talking about Joey McGuire let's keep going down this path Got great players, great young players. Let's keep going. Now, let's remember, Aranda, for all the the Joey truthers, Aranda comes in, has that bad first season, and then with all those rule players, lit it on fire and had a tremendous season. So, and quite honestly, Aaron, as bad as it went last year, the year before does not look as bad, right? I mean, we thought that was a complete... We thought that was a bad year. We now have a different perspective. To the point, and I don't even mean this as a joke. I, I, it's kind of a, it could maybe end up working in Dave's favor. I think they're going to get some time here. I'm not saying he can go three wins again. But, like, if you win five or six games and you're competitive in, in pretty much every game, you're okay. You're okay. Now, again, that's why Dave was smart enough not to be jumping at LSU, Washington, some of these other deals because he knows. I'm not saying he's not competitive, and, and I hope it, you know, I hope like crazy it works out at Baylor. But you don't want to jump into one of those big time jobs, and because there you go three and nine, he would have been fired four weeks. Before the end of the season. I mean, LSU LSU would have fired him 
way before the you know so he he did the right thing he did the right thing and Baylor thinks that he need you know he deserved another season and if it doesn't work this season he's probably gone but they do they have given him a whole bunch of new offensive staff he's the play caller so it's sink or swim it is all on him it's kind of like Mike McCarthy Aaron Call plays, Mike. Let's see how this goes. Isn't it funny? Everybody's ready to run Mike McCarthy out of town. What is a 12-win season like in college football, Aaron? Well, because you get 17 games in the pros, it would be kind of like a nine-win season. Um, There's no way, even if they lost their bowl game, there's no way anybody would be trying to make a case to get rid of Dave Aranda if they won eight or nine games. And that is why Baylor is an incredible job. It really is. Great facilities, good fans. um, And if you just perform reasonably well, you've got job security. All right. All right, Aaron, do you have one more you wanted to get to? Since I keep getting on, going on tangents. Anything else you wanted to yeah, mention? Yeah, uh, Big 12's men, men's basketball tonight. Real quick, three games on the schedule. West Virginia in Oklahoma. At Oklahoma to play the Sooners, UCF at Texas. And the marquee matchup tonight, former Baylor assistant Grant McCaslin and his number 25 Texas Tech Red Raiders travel to Houston to take on the number five Cougars. That's an 8 p.m. tip on ESPNU. Well... That is a good one, ESPNU. Okay, and we got to. I mean, ESPN's got to kind of step up a little bit on their big. I mean, you know, Big Twelve. It's the best conference in the country. Well, treat us like it is. Treat us like it is. I mean that that NBA games on ABC. I mean, I mean, don't be putting everything on the app and on ESPNU. Treat us like the best conference in the land. If you're going to call it that, and if it's going to get all the kudos and accolades, treat the conference like the best. Ugh. I mean, I guess right now, Aaron, we're just so proud to have done that media deal that there's there's probably not a lot of loud complaints. But i got to think that Brett is low-key annoyed right now with just – Tons of good games on the app. ESPNU for a featured game tonight. It's not It's not what this conference deserves. All right? And by the way, it has nothing to do. All these announcers that are on these games, I like them. I mean, even Spatola, he annoys me with all his goofiness going to breaks and singing and acting foolish. But his, his um, commentary is okay. Like I actually think he is a very knowledgeable person, so he just he's just annoying, but that's okay. Um, Aaron, let's continue, and kind of was good college stuff. Good job, Aaron. I liked all of that, and I, I apologize. I kind of went on in several different directions there, but I, that was a really good segment. And thank you, Jim Turner Chevrolet. Now we got Nikki coming up. Nikki Collin, the Baylor women's coach, her. Her visit with us, excited to hear from her. NFL, lots of stuff going on. We'll get you caught up. That's next. Flinging the green and gold worldwide on the web at CentexSportsFan.com. 
Elevate your lifestyle with a Baylor Club membership. Enjoy unparalleled access to our exclusive lounge area located in the heart of McLean Stadium. Membership with Baylor Club means you're part of a vibrant community where networking and forging lasting connections is as easy as a smile and a handshake. Indulge in members-only events and personalized service that caters to your every need to make every day extraordinary. Contact the Baylor Club membership or private events team at 254-710-8080. The savings continue with the Start Something New sales event at Allen Samuels in Waco. Say big right now and get all 2024 Jeep Grand Cherokees at 10% below MSRP or all 2023 Jeep Compass and Renegades for 10% below MSRP or 2023 Gladiator Overland with over 13000 in savings. First responders get an extra $500 in savings only at Allen Samuels in Waco. Come by. Let's be friends. At NeighborWorks Waco, we understand that buying a home can feel overwhelming, but our dedicated team of experts is here to guide you through the entire process, making it as stress-free as possible. We offer FHA, VA, conventional, and USDA home mortgage products. If you need that additional assistance to help you get into a home, we offer down payment and closing cost assistance. Visit us today at nw-waco.org or call 254-752-1647 and let us help you make home ownership a reality. Don't miss the premier gun show in Waco at the base at Extracill Event Center this weekend only. Over 600 tables of guns, knives, ammo, and accessories. Everything you can imagine, whether a first-time buyer or looking for that special piece to add to your gun, knife, or military collection. They have what you're looking for. Visit their website, wacogunshow.com, or call 817-732-1194. The premier gun show in Waco at the base at Extracill Event Center this weekend only. The Big 12 Shootaround, weekdays at 5.50 on ESPN Central Texas. Everything we do, we do for you. First Central Credit Union free reward checking earns 5% APY, refunds all your ATM fees, and has a savings account combo that earns you money too. Ask for Casasa Checking. It's our superpower, and it's easy to apply online at firstcentralcu.com. Everything we do, we do for you. APY is annual percentage yield. Eligibility and qualifications apply. Member NCUA. Everything we do, we do for you. Total Office Solutions is one of the largest locally owned and operated commercial furniture dealers in Central Texas. Their staff of consultants provide project management, layout design, and turnkey installations. Whether you need chairs, desk, or complete furniture renovation, Total Office Solutions is your provider of all steel, Han, JSI, and Gunlock furniture. Total Office Solutions, where customer service and satisfaction is their number one goal. 216 Schroeder Drive in Waco and at mytotaloffice.com. Hey, Central Texas, it's Matt Mosley, ESPN Central Texas. Next time you're ready for a weekend getaway or a staycation, remember Element Waco Hotel. Element Waco Hotel offers its guests superb combination of luxury and comfort. Rooms are big and spotless and feature an upscale, modern look and feel. Also have the suites that are perfect for you to host a watch party for the upcoming game. These suites include full-size kitchens and two TVs. Meeting spaces for birthday parties and small events are also available. The Circa Kitchen serves fresh chef-inspired cuisine. 
made with locally sourced ingredients. The bar is a great place to enjoy craft cocktails, local beer, and organic wine. Open to the public seven days a week, 5 to 10, and the beautiful heated outdoor pool and hot tub. The location is hard to beat. 2200 North Robinson Drive, just off the famous Waco traffic circle. It's time to enjoy the best. Element Waco Hotel. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Coriel Health, Element Waco Hotel, Hellberg Barbecue, Jim Turner Chevrolet, Schmalch's Sandwich Shop, Witt Building Supplies, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. Oh, it is Matt Mosley. And uh, we've got a big 5 o'clock plan for you. Nikki Collin, gosh, she's always good, and she does not hold back. And I appreciate that about, uh, about Nikki. Um, and I was just talking about that game, Aaron, Houston and Texas Tech. A, a ranked matchup, I believe that's in Houston. Houston kind of a desperate team right now, coming off two losses, only dropped them to number five, but they need that win. Uh, I did look, Aaron, to see why that game was on ESPNU, and it's because Mississippi State plays Kentucky tonight at six, and then I guess they're going to put the Australian Open on ESPN2. I mean, I'm just thinking, you know, great college matchup versus, and I love tennis, don't get me wrong, but on a Wednesday night, you're going to, I mean, you got all those, all that ESPN Plus, all that great places to put tennis, and you're going to, you're going to not put the, the, the Big 12, like a Big 12 game on. You're going to put, like the second round of the Australian Open, where really nobody, I mean, most most of these matches aren't that close. All right, I just I just thought I would look at that, Aaron, and I don't, I didn't get the answer I was really wanting. Um, we do have, um, we do have Kyrie Irving, LeBron squaring off. Luke has been out for a while. Um, that's an ABC game at 7.30 tonight. That's in Los Angeles. Aaron, if we're watching that at 7.30, that game starts at 5.30 out there, unless they're giving us a false time to get us there for the pregame. But, man, that is interesting. Start a game at 5.30. Usually those games are later, but this is a 7.30. And then uh, on ESPN tonight, the Bucks play at the Cavaliers. Um, man, really tough. St- we had okay one kind of really interesting NBA trade that happened today. The Pacers acquired All Star forward Pascal uh, Siakam in a trade that sends Bruce Brown and Jordan uh, Nuora and three first-round picks to the the Raptors. Now, that's what they care about, are all those first-round picks. But Siakam's a great player. He really is. And so the Pacers are getting better. Are the Pacers a threat to win it all? Fringe. Fringe. 
Siakam is averaging uh, 22 points per game, 6.3 rebounds, and five assists this season. Um, He's eager to work out a new contract with the franchise, according to ESPN. He could be a free agent in July, 29 years old, and Aaron, he's only making, oh, about $38 million this season. Sometimes it's kind of funny. We think NFL quarterbacks are the only ones who make, like, insane money. Oh, and you realize, like, the 20th best player in the NBA or, like, the 25th best player is making $38 million this year. And he's going to get a huge raise this offseason. Going to get a massive, yeah, going to get a big raise. So I, I, uh, I find that one. I find that one interesting. Aaron, another real sad story coming out of the NBA. Uh, they had a medical emergency last night. We knew this had to be serious because the game that was scheduled to play, the Warriors and the Jazz tonight, the the NBA postponed the game. That was a really bad sign. And um, uh, and, and Dejan... Uh, Milojevic, uh, he's a huge mentor to Nikola um, uh, Jokic, the great player from Denver and a former star player in his native Serbia, suffered a heart attack. They were out eating. Some players and coaches were out hanging out last night in Salt Lake City, and it was just a private team dinner Tuesday night, and he died. And Steve Kerr saying that uh, absolutely devastated by Dejan's uh, sudden passing says a shocking and tragic blow for everyone associated with the Warriors. An incredibly difficult time for his family, friends, and all of us who had the incredible pleasure to work with him. Um, he worked with the young Jokic back in the day. And... Uh, uh, he had been the head coach for eight years in Europe and previously was an assistant coach for the Serbian national team alongside Atlanta assistant Igor Kokoshkov. Kokoshkov. Oh, man. Tough, tough deal. And so that is some uh, rough news that came out uh, today. Um, and the... Um, the latest on, uh, uh, and, and then that was a fun story, the back and forth sniping between Baker Mayfield and a Lions defensive back, C.J. Gardner-Johnson, earlier today. They've been going back and forth at each other, and Baker's told him to go watch some film. The divisional playoff round will be fun, and as usual, it does not include the Dallas Cowboys, although they were there last year. All right, uh, this is going to be fun. Nikki Collin, I mean, they lost two, but she's always great with with op- being very open about things. Let's catch up with uh, Baylor women's coach Nikki Collin. That is next. 
the Baylor Coaches Show returns January 18th, live from Rudy's on the Circle in Waco. And here on ESPN Central Texas, it all begins this Thursday at 6 p.m. for the Baylor Coaches Show, live from Rudy's, streaming on the Baylor Athletics Facebook and YouTube pages. And right here on the flagship station for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas.